Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Hey, greetings, everyone. Good morning <laughs> from uh, Clearwater, Florida. We got uh, Mrs. Rhodes on the show this Did morning. Did you miss me? Yeah, of course I missed okay. you. Good. Yeah, I, I, mean, I found all the right buttons on the console while we were away. We make a really good team. We we do. Like we all kind of do different things, and we get and so like I just get to sit here and watch Jim do it all the day. I feel like we're a better team when we're not six states apart, but the, uh, yeah. we make this work. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I That's, got a couple. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. So, um, uh, I have a question for you. Oh boy. I, right. So I haven't had any coffee. Oh yeah. Cause it's like super early out here. And, and I was thinking this morning as I was trying to shake the cobwebs out of my head, when you, when you need food and you haven't gotten it, you get hangry, right? Right. So what is it that you get when you don't get coffee in the morning? I, I wasn't prepared for the, I don't know. What, okay, do you we'll have just an like answer? get out of the way and let's get going. I'm, oh, all right. I'm already irritated. Okay, just joking. Okay. <laughs> have a name for it yet. If anyone has a good name for that, it's uh, we hey. like to yeah. <laughs> no, so, I'm really not. An uh, thanks for tuning for in, folks. Uh, tell us what state you're listening from. We always like to hear where uh, folks are tuned in. I hope I'll be able to see on the screen. Uh, you know, where we fo have folks listening in and we're, uh, we got a special guest with us. We'll, we'll bring, um, uh, Jason in shortly. Uh, I had a couple quick things, Michelle, I wanted to announce that we, uh, we got our advertising packages out for the, uh, the town hall and the immediate response was excellent. We've got a number of advertisers stepping forward on that already. So that's We do big. still have some space. So I mean, mm -hmm. if that's something you're interested in. Yeah. We got another round of emails is going out today. Yeah. Went out today, so uh, got somebody in there from Sarasota, Florida. We got Kentucky. George Spad is in there. North Carolina in the house. Got Chad Martin from Kansas. Good morning, Chad. So glad to have you here. So anything else from you, Michelle? Before I bring in uh, our uh, distinguished uh, guest, not that I can think of. I'm really excited to okay. be here and really like Jason. I had a chance to meet him uh, at. Was it NABD last year? I believe so. I think we were in San Antonio. Here comes San Antonio. Jason. Hello, Jason. And he's all San Antonioed out. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I uh, We first met you by phone a long time ago and then met you finally in person at the conference in San Antonio is what we were thinking was where we first bumped into you in person. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, so that's cool. We're uh, we're glad to have you here. I saw that you were at the uh, policy conference, and so I, I was excited to to get some feedback from from you. Before we go into that, have you ever tuned into the morning show? I listened to one of the reruns the other uh -huh. day, one of the uh, recorded audios. Nice. But okay, this is my first time, so I appreciate you. Yay! That. That's cool. <laughs> well, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad to have people in uh, in leadership, and and you guys saw pictures from the policy conference with uh, 
you know, there's Jack Carter from Georgia and a lot of uh, folks from across the country. And so we're just excited to see, you know, young folks like you guys getting involved in, in leadership and, and kind of helping direct things at the state level. And we got, uh, so we're going to talk about your conference. We got the FIADA conference coming up uh, right around the corner. But before that, I wanted to hear about the, uh, the policy conference. You said this was your first one to attend. What, uh, what was your experience? Well, so I arrived in Washington, D.C. on Sunday night. The policy conference kind of kicked off on Monday afternoon. Uh, D.C. is a super cool city. If if you haven't had the opportunity to visit, it's, it was a neat way for me to be able to see the town. That I, It's been 20 years since I've been there, so I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. And a uh, really neat place to mm-hmm have high level conversations and uh, get education on you know what what goes on at the national political uh, you know what what's going on in Washington that influences us at, at the state level mm-hmm. so it's a good setting for it um, we had a state president's meeting out there which was fantastic um, we had a we had a secession um, meeting by a gentleman named uh, uh, Peachtree Planning, Mark Burkholder. Yeah. Love him. He's been around the industry for a couple of years now, and he's wealth of knowledge. And yeah. you know, I would say this coming from a family business, I would love to see more dealers uh, getting involved with the secession planning aspect of um, our business because when you die, you got to have a plan. Right. And uh, it's super important. So, yeah, we saw the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, his name is Rohit Chopra. Maybe mm-hmm. saying that wrong, but uh, this gentleman is the top brass at the CFPB. He came from the uh, Federal Trade Commission. Mm-hmm. And he was instrumental uh, with some things recently at the CFPB. And his, so it was it was really interesting. And a lot of people for many years in the buy here, pay here space have been saying how the CFPB is like the boogeyman and they're going to come get us. Right. Something that this gentleman said that struck me was, you know, one, we have really big players in the consumer finance industry that we're focused on. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, you know, he said, we just finished a large investigation with Hyundai's finance, um, Hyundai's finance company that had millions of credit reporting errors over the last several years. So when you think about things like a company having millions of errors Mm -hmm. versus most of our companies have hundreds of customers, it really puts into perspective that if you're not getting a lot of consumer complaints and you are doing your best to stay compliant and you are going to the association meetings and you are reaching out to people and, and doing your part to make sure your business is uh, 
staying at a level of, you know, staying at a higher level, then the CFPB shouldn't be somebody that's keeping you up at night. And right. to me, that was refreshing. Amen. Yeah, we see that. We feel the same way. I think, um, and what we see is that to meet the requirements of the CFPB, it's not that high of a bar. It's not that difficult. We just have to know what it is, you know. It's and so it's most of it. Would you agree? Is pretty common sense stuff. We're just trying to protect consumers here. And so if we take those common sense steps and, and, you know, it's, it's more than common sense. It's about knowing, you know, what are the steps of course, but, but it's not that high of a bar and we just take those steps and keep ourselves out of trouble. That's right, Jim. I, I think if you're, if you have people that are, um, if you're locking down credit apps, if you're disposing of personal information and private information properly, if you're storing personal and private information properly, you have passwords on your computers that don't have auto save on every function of the computer. You know, these are some really easy things that we can all do that don't cost a lot of money and that keep right. us compliant. So I know that Terry Myers at the upcoming conference is uh, going to be t- uh, speaking on safeguards. I saw that on the agenda, and uh, so I wanted to make sure and, and uh, refer to that. And I had a mind to do a, an agenda review. I don't have it here with me, Michelle. Right, you, you're Sorry. talking about the Florida agenda. Right, yeah. So I want oh, you to, um, yeah, yeah, sorry, shifting away from the policy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I just I know that uh, in talking about the um, – you know, the safeguards really thing, thing mm-hmm. really touching on is we know that there are some new rules that take effect in at the end of December, I think. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And Go ahead. you're going to have to designate someone at your dealership as your compliance and security officer. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to be you don't have to hire somebody for that. That can be your controller. That can be you as the dealer principal or. Um. It needs to be somebody that's staying up to date, that has some training certifications behind them. We're going to have a, at our conference, we are going to have a safeguards training presented by Terry Myers. That's Mm -hmm. coming straight out of the TIADA and their Mm -hmm. legal counsel created this program. So if you are staying up to speed with the current regulations, you have this person that's going through the dealership and making sure that you are staying compliant. Um, You know, one thing that was interesting from your management down to your car wash people, you need to have some sort of document, some sort of form that you are going over that emphasizes that we take people's privacy very seriously. And if you come across any private or personal information that that needs to be brought to the proper person at the dealership and stored properly. Mm-hmm. So and that was, was interesting because they mm-hmm. identified the car wash, people. <laughs> you know, but uh, a it's lot of true. times you, you get a vehicle in there and in the glove box, there's a lot of personal and private information. Yeah. And, and for yeah. years, you know, they bring it to you. Hey, what, what would you like us to do with this? Right. And they need to know. Sure. So is that why you donned the hat for today? Are you, are you the designated sheriff at your dealership or how'd that come about? I got to hear the story too about the plaque behind you. It, it all ties in. I got to know the whole story. Our listeners are dying to know. Well, I think the I think the cowboy hat was a nice way to separate me from your other guests, Jim. Okay. I didn't have a chance to do my hair this morning. Oh, 
Well, see, see that's why you turn the camera off, Jason. <laughs> no, we were we were kind of thinking. I I was like looking at it. Maybe it's a hail to the white hat way, except it's the wrong color, but it's a hat. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I like I we you know we like the cowboy theme, too, yeah, quite sure. a bit. So yeah, I don't know if you know Jason. We're Michelle and I are very much out there, kind of you know trying to uh, spread the word about what we call the white hat way, which is really just about ethics and, and, you know, lots of things, integrity, character, transparency, honesty, you know, all these things that we know are important in our business. And a lot of dealers are out there living it. We're just trying to do what we can to spotlight that. And so I think we've always kind of believed that all these things with ethics and, um, you know, community relations and customer relations, all these things kind of tie into compliance. And so when we, when we do these kind of things well, um, you know, and we obviously work with the compliance people, we just find that, you know, we can show that we're, you know, as dealers out there in our communities, we can demonstrate that we're, we're doing our best to take care of these customers. Right. So yeah. that's kind of why we feel like, you know, things like the white hat way are important to kind of lead with. And we're, we're and out it there really marries nicely with the CFPB. With yeah. They want to know what their mission is too. Yeah. So I think there's just lots of opportunity. So what about the plaque? You were telling us the story about the big <laughs> plaque behind you. So it's funny you say that. I have the FIADA Code of Ethics um, plaque behind me, and I also have our mission statement behind me. And uh, we are transitioning right now our office space from Tallahassee down to Orlando. So I was tasked with being the keeper of these two large poster uh, frame posters and um you know i think i think members of your state association have a you know a little different than a 20 group mm-hmm. right because you're not on a national level you're not meeting with people in different states these are people that can be your next door neighbor or they can be in the city down this you know they can be in the city up from you two hours i think um when you guys are talking about ethics, that's that's a big thing that you learn with the members of the state association. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the unethical dealers aren't really interested in being a part of the greater good. You're not going to really meet those guys at the convention. And I feel like those guys you probably meet at the auction um, mm-hmm. or you see them down the street or you see them on the news. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So mm-hmm. the ethics conversation, you know, my father and I have had this conversation many times. It's kind of funny when we talk about donating to the community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we look at our tax return at the end of the year and we see the donations uh, line. And it's not as high as we think it should be based on the success of our year. And we had this conversation about, you know, what about the free work? What about the free, um, what about the things that we give to the customer that can't afford it at the time? These are not things that we code to our donations line. Mm -hmm. A lot of times these are uh, policy work or after sale work that we write off and we do as a, a freebie to our customer. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's hard to quantify. And, and I think really in buy here, pay here, 
I'm sure in retail, I don't have much, I don't have much experience in retail, but we feel like in buy here, pay here, you know, for the two to four years that you're financing that customer, it's in your best interest to help them mm -hmm. with their life and making sure that that car's in good working order is part of that. Right. So. Yeah, too. It's part of how you support the folks in your community. These are your neighbors. These are your customers. And obviously you want them to come back and do business with you again and again. You want them to refer friends and family members. So, you know, it's all about uh, taking care of folks. And, you know, we know you're in a good size city in Jacksonville. We have a lot of our listeners are in smaller towns. And I always say the smaller your community is, the more important these things are that we're talking about. Now, you obviously in a large city, you still want to take care of your customers. You know the value of a repeat customer. Right. So it's just good business sense, but it's also, you know, it makes your, your entire team feel good when they know that they're working with a company that's got some real mission and purpose and heart, you know, that's a good point. And I think in this day and age, you don't want to be hiring new people, Yeah, but when you do bring somebody on, they get the feel of the organization, you know, the people, we use the term culture, but mm -hmm. the, the culture of the association permeates the people within the people in it. And if you're a, a dealer that's um, got high turnover, it's apparent. Right. And I think customer relations is a huge piece of that because I think we all have a moral compass. And um, when you're presented with a problem and some problems in our industry are more difficult than others, but if there's, if there's someone there that's really fallen on hard times and they've, they've done a, decent job of trying to pay their bills on time and they've been a good customer and they respect the vehicle that you've given them the opportunity to purchase. Um, I think, I think the way that you treat that customer is definitely something your employees recognize. Mm -hmm. And when you do the right thing, I mean, sometimes it's not always easy. Sure. So we know you're coming off a, a year of uh, leadership with FIADA. Uh, you want to share with our listeners, like beyond the CFPB stuff that we know is out there, is there anything going on in your state? Give people an example of, you know, kind of what you deal with at the, at the state level within your association. What kind of, what kind of things are you dealing with over there? Uh, some, some people would say we have the curb stoning issue. Okay. I tend to look past that because I think that, uh, People are always going to be selling cars on the curbside. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to stay at a high level and understand that most people don't want to do business that way. They want to do business with somebody that has a good reputation that they can come back to yeah. if there is an issue. Um, I think looking at things like buyer's guides on the windows, mm -hmm. that's that low-hanging fruit that I feel like the DMV or the FTC would be able to identify you I, I was writing we're trying to open a second location on the other side of town and for anybody that's done that with a county or a city that's a little difficult to work with on the zoning aspect um I, so i pass about 50 dealerships on the way there mm -hmm. and it's amazing to me how many of them don't have a buyer's guide in the window right I would say more than 80% of the dealerships that aren't franchise dealerships are not using buyer's guides. It's somewhere displayed in the vehicle, but they show the down payment and they show, you know, the price. Sure. Um, 
you know, I don't, I don't think we have, you know, towing people on the independent dealer level, towing companies are always a, a nuisance. Okay. Uh, we feel like their fees are out of control. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, you don't get word of your vehicle being impounded or your customer's vehicle being impounded until the fees are well over $400. Right. And when you team that up with a tow to get it back to your, your dealership, you're well over $500. Yeah. Um, yep. We've seen that in other States, of course, that's a, that's a big issue, but anything going on legislation wise, I mean, is, is that something, are you guys moving on legislation around impounding or? Um, nothing, nothing too hot this year. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, we really want to get our members up to speed with what they need to be having at their dealership with the safeguards act right. coming down, but, uh, nothing super pressing, which is good. Yeah. So talk to me about the uh, upcoming conference. We got the conference in Orlando, October 2nd through the 4th, which I think is Sunday through Tuesday. I know that, uh, uh, Michelle and I have gotten permission. I think I shared with you that, uh, the folks at the, um, association granted us permission to broadcast our session live. So that'll be fun. And, uh, so we've not had a chance to do that. And so, That'll be a big thing on Tuesday afternoon where the last session, I think, of the event on Tuesday afternoon uh, for in the buy here, pay your track. Well, we're happy to have you guys. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank we you. Have, we have some good speakers that are planned. Uh, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the FTC, uh, the Safeguards Act. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to be talking about some titling issues. We're going to be talking about some digital marketing and how to stay current with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also will have the guys from the NIADA 20 groups down there. Right. Those guys are trouble, by the way. They are total troublemakers. <laughs> um, They're not here first... to defend themselves. <laughs> this will be our first show with some new leadership. So Eola Cook as our executive director. And right. uh, we haven't really announced this uh, many places, but we are super excited to have Jennifer Finley come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like, she's the, our deputy director. Uh, she joined us about a month ago and she is a wealth of knowledge in Florida. Yeah. She has been, yeah. she has been awesome and she is really going to, uh, help the association moving forward. So we're really excited to have Jennifer. We know Jennifer. It seems yeah. she's listening. So let's not say anything. If we have morning. So. Good morning, Jennifer. So, no, that's great. We, uh, we're definitely excited about doing that. And I think your attendance will be extra high. A couple of weeks ago, we announced, and, and some of the stuff Michelle's not even aware of, that we actually, I, I actually sprinkle in a lot of subliminal messaging throughout the broadcast and, and our morning uh, music that rolls each morning. <laughs> if you have an old turntable and you play it backwards, it says, come to Orlando. Come to Orlando. <laughs> So, we change that out with every conference that we're speaking at. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, I can't be sure. <laughs> I can't be sure that that's going to drive attendance a whole lot because you'd have to have a turntable <laughs> to play it backwards <laughs> like that, you know, to get, but we're oh, hopeful. Yeah. Be at least that, it's it's either that or go grab a Coke. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know which, but yeah. <laughs> no, we so, we definitely think we, we're definitely trying to spread the word about getting folks over there. And we know a lot of dealers. We've been trying to tag folks on Facebook and spread the word. And we hope that, uh, you know, the dealers that we know around the state of Florida and some of these industry folks will, will turn out for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one cool thing that we're doing that we've never done before is there's a company in Florida called Classic Car 
classiccar.com and they do an they do an online auction you may have heard of bring a trailer obviously everybody's heard of ebay and ebay motors mm -hmm. but uh classiccar.com tries to find really high uh nice uh privately owned vehicles and they auction them off online i guess you need to register it's it's new for us uh, i actually met them in phoenix at the barrett jackson show in january so they have come to us with the idea of putting on this classic car auction at our dinner on monday night that will also be live they will be auctioning off some of the classic cars that they have outdoor on the lawn of the hotel How fun! at the same time right. that's fun yeah so we're looking forward to that and you know we had a town hall meeting with the fiada a couple months ago in daytona um, and daytona has an autograph hotel by the marriott right by the speedway Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and they have all these cool race cars inside the hotel and it was such a cool setting to have an automobile dealers meeting uh -huh. in an automobile focused setting right of course so we thought it was just a natural thing for us to have cars at our convention and it's kind of funny but we haven't done that in many years right so we're bringing the cars back to the show if you will yeah <laughs> that's um, great I see that bill elizondo has joined so yeah i didn't mean it bill you guys are you're nice guys troy <laughs> shear is here from niada as well so one thing I, they've got us opposite one another bill at the, i know got you guys doing a different track over there while we're I know. you know we we typically request not to be put opposite of bill you know what we could do, Michelle? We could we go do. live uh, in the minutes leading up to our thing, and we could stand at the door and just kind of bring people from from one. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Over. <laughs> I do. I do. Jason, you had mentioned that you got to hear um, uh, Mark Burkholder from Peachtree Planning up in D.C. and and we actually part of our presentation talks about some of the things that he we have his permission to even show his image on the screen <laughs> as we're talking about some of the things that he he talks about so we're excited about that as well for for this uh, conference coming up mark we, has some phrasing that you know our subject is business planning but we we've shared with mark that when we talk about business planning even with a brand new dealer we ask them to think ahead to that succession planning exit planning just like what you talked about and you talked about the scenario where you know the dealer passes away and what's left behind but there are other scenarios where he might sell you know and so mark kind of talks about that in a really important way so we we borrowed his phrase yeah. and we just talk about you know these are these are things to think about in your business as you're writing your business plan you want to try to tie in those those kind of exit strategies and position yourself for exit and even though you might not plan to exit during the three years you're writing your business plan you still want to position yourself for mm -hmm. that uh, eventuality because mark says you will leave the the buy here payer business one of three ways did you hear him say <laughs> that? Yeah. it's like our favorite yeah uh, so, so, so his permission is and so, bill we're not trouble okay we're not trouble. well i mean no. unless he's calling himself trouble and oh, no, trouble be. follows trouble so okay yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll be yeah 
we have fun. We like those, those guys. guys. We did get a chance to meet uh, Ben finally at the uh, conference in uh, Las Vegas and look forward to seeing everybody at the super forum yeah. in Austin as well. But uh, we'll see Ben and, and Bill at the, uh, the conference with you in Orlando in just a few weeks. Yeah. Really excited about it. Yeah. So if you got anything else we need to share before we wrap up, we'll kind of button it up there and then we'll have a chance to uh, see you over there. We, we would invite people again, you can uh, hear our particular session live, but those dealers that are in Florida, of course, people in the industry, we would ask you to, you know, come, come hang, hang out with us in Orlando, October 2nd through 4th. And, uh, and, uh, and let's, uh, uh, support Jason and their association and uh, have a very successful event. And come look at some cool cars. Yeah, that too. Uh, one one thing I'd like to add, sure. um, you know, regardless of the cost of the convention, the buyer payer, super forum, you know, the knowledge that you take back is mm -hmm. way more valuable than those few dollars that are spent. And I was talking to the TIA DA executive director this past week. His name is Jeff Martin. And Jeff and I were, were talking about reasons why people join the association and then reasons why people leave their state association. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that we've focused on for years is, you know, People should join their state association because we give them $300 in auction discounts. Mm -hmm. And with Texas, they have one of the more established and uh, they have some of the most dealers in their association of any state. And he said they have a very low usage of these discount coupons. Mm. And we've seen that in Florida as well. Yeah. So his thought, and, and the knowledge that he shared with me was it's not usually the discounts to the auctions that get people to join the association. It's that the dealers that see the value in their industry, they see the value in what this business has created for their family and moving forward. We talk about secession planning, but in their family's family, they feel that it's important to be represented and to at least contribute to their state and the industry that has given back to them. So I would encourage everyone to join the state association. And if you can be active in the board, you get a different level of understanding of how it works, right. what a political action committee does or a PAC right. and a PAC fund. Sure. And these are, these are things that I wasn't aware of until I was able to kind of become active in our state association five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I would really encourage people to at least join and contribute the $300 or $400 a year to their association because it really does create this voice in our state's capital. And if we don't have that voice, you know, they use the term, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Right. <laughs> Good point. So what about your, um, in the website, FIADA.com? Is that right? So let me, let me tell dealers what to do. If they're in the state of Florida, you go to FIADA.com, you click on the link, you find out and you write a check, whatever that state association, if you're not a member, do that because Michelle and I feel like 
what the state associations do at the lobbying level alone, if it just stopped there, that would be of high value. The event itself, the conference, it's like I said at the conference in Vegas, you know, most dealers would, if they could buy a car for four grand that would sell for eight, 10 grand, they would do it. Wouldn't you do it, Jason? You'd buy a car for four grand if you could sell it for eight. But wouldn't, shouldn't we do the same thing with education? If we, if whatever check we write for education will give us a, a two times ROI, three times ROI, why wouldn't we do that? It's a little less tangible. It's harder to see, but the income and the value to us is just as real. We just got to recognize that that's an important check to write to get there to the conference and get that education because it's going to pay big dividends, but you got to be there. You got to be there to get the education, pick up the tips and, and you can definitely go back and apply those in your business and get some serious ROI, but you got to be there. Good point, Jim. Thank yeah. you all for having me today. Yeah, of course. Oh, you're so welcome. So we'll uh, we'll jump today. Thanks again, Jason. We'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, looking forward to it. Talk Thanks. to y'all later. Okay, Michelle, we're uh, ready to button it up over here. So any last uh, thoughts from you? Well, just like the whole uh, list of announcements, you know, we have um, coming up the uh, the uh, FIADA, which again, we're speaking and looking forward to. And Jason, I think you're still listening. We should get together for Smoked Old Fashioned. That's I don't right. Know if you, yeah, our Smoked Old Fashioned tour. And I'm there, I'm sure that Bill will like, me, 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 me too. So we'll mm -hmm. figure something out somewhere around there that we can get together for that. Gotcha. And then um, after FIADA, Jim and I are, it looks like we are going to be doing a road trip, a roads trip mm -hmm. there you uh -huh, go. Um, up to Pennsylvania. And we've got a couple of different, um, different, uh, clients and, and other dealers and, and some colleagues that we're going to be visiting along the way. And so we're going to be doing a road trip and, and try to do as much as we can with some little bits of, for, of live things along uh, to introduce you to new people and, and that. And then we will be up at the town hall on uh, October 19th right? too in, in Quakertown, Pennsylvania with uh, Tommy Brandis is, is hosting. That's right. So, so again, our, our advertising packages are going out on that now. If you have an interest in advertising as a, uh, as yeah. A, and advertising is as low as $45. Right. So if anyone is, is interested in doing, you know, something to, to, uh, uh, get the word out about your business, what it is that you do, let us know. And, and I'll give a quick shout out to our early adopters on that. Michelle were, uh, pay near me mm -hmm. and LHPH capital and tax max. So have stepped mm -hmm. in right away to choose advertising packages. So, grateful to them and uh, really excited and, about that yeah, we, we're excited to get this uh, thing um so again we'll be working our way from orlando through georgia and the carolinas and working our way to yeah. uh, to quakertown pa so if anywhere along that route if somebody would like to stop yeah that's all we're looking for is an invitation we're looking for an invitation where we're looking for pretty leaves yeah too, right. this yeah. time of the year that's one of the yeah. reasons why we're doing this so and restaurant yeah. tips would be great so yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for tuning in, folks. All right. Have a great day. See ya.